O Father, who art in Asgard, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> no, wait no. a minute, that's someone else, isn't it? Is that a Yahweh thing? That's a Yahweh, that's a Yahweh thing. thing. Chris, it's I Yahweh. always get those two confused. You know? Well, they are so similar. They are so ever so similar, aren't they? I mean, I'm not just talking about it. They're the same thing, but I'm not just talking about like the whole ego thing. Certainly, the way they sometimes, you know, invade. I should say space invadery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? So I think today's podcast, obviously, it's been coming. Is uh, yeah, we've been talking. We've been threatening this one for a while, haven't we? That we have to, with the Norse problem, we need to discuss the one-eyed wonder. One-eyed wonder. The one-eyed wonder. Now, so. if you don't know who slash what one-eyed wonder is, then probably switch off now. Because <laughs> this episode is not for you. <laughs> but for those that are uh, going to understand and follow along... This could potentially be extremely entertaining. Whether it'll be informative, obviously everyone <laughs> can be the judge, but at the very least it should be entertaining. It should at the very least be entertaining and proper witchy, I would hope. Mm. Now, I am wondering, Chris, when we have this discussion about said one-eyed wonder, whether we're too biased and I'm wondering whether we would need a third party to join that would, of course, be completely unbiased. Obviously. Obviously. Um, we're not very good at that, though. So I don't think that actually would happen. But we could try, I guess. We could try. We okay. could try. I don't think we're too biased. I think we, we see the problem that is coming. And, the fact uh, you're referring to it as a problem would indicate you would be biased to a certain extent. Like, you've already picked a side. Oh, I wouldn't pick sides. Uh, the more fight and I walk on when they're all dead at the end. <laughs> right, okay. Because what we really need is what we need is a devotee of One-Eyed Wonder to balance out the equation. So, I mean, there is one devotee of One-Eyed Wonder that I did a little ass-kicking recently, spending a lot of time in hospital. So that person's out. Um, so I suppose we'll have to go with the person who is the closest thing to... <laughs> a high priestess of the, well, the One-Eyed Wonder, definitely. We'll have to go with someone that is the closest thing to someone that we're aware of that actually in any way, shape or form works with One-Eyed Wonder. And I'm not <laughs> sure I would say whether it would be works with or works against, but we'll have to find out more in this very exclusive, uh, multi-dimensional interview. So let's bring on... <laughs> someone certain someone are you there <laughs> I have been summoned <laughs> I hear we're talking about my favourite friend I didn't know we had to wear masks <laughs> uh, hello hello welcome back did you like my magical appearance? 
<laughs> I loved your magical appearance. I'm wondering whether there'll be uh, other magical appearances before the end of this episode. I'm pretty for sure of it. Or I've done really good on these walls, but I don't have walls on y'all, so let's find out. I'm, a, I'm hoping for the visit. You know, there's nothing better, in my personal opinion, what all the fucking churches are missing out on, is to speak about God when he's here. That's <laughs> really the trick of really, really, when things really start to get interesting, is being able to invoke said spirit so they can be a part of the same conversation as well. I do not hide from this man they call Odin. I do not. So here we are, no masks, we have no mirrors, we have no words, my walls. Let us begin our speeches. Well, <laughs> it sounds like you're a man that is have a a speech probably prepared about the one I'd want. No, wonder, so. I, 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 I vomit it every time and it's gold, <laughs> every time. I haven't been disappointed yet. Uh, so I would like all to, you start with y'all's understanding and then I am sure that I am going to chime in from time to time or interrupt or not say anything or agree or disagree from my own perspective of actually working with Wotan, Odin, uh, whatever name, Jesus. Uh, I believe he was this last round. I think he was also Father Christmas this Christmas. I think we got to see him as Santa Claus. I do warn Papa Legbe. I already sent a crow out to him to be heads up because there's somebody with the daddy issue that is just eating up all the daddy titles, you're in danger. You're in danger. Well, it's, it's That's all I got to say now. That you mentioned daddy issues because I really struggle. There are certain uh, spirits, gods, whatever you'd like to call them, followers of such things that I often get confused by. Now, they're often at war with each other and dislike each other, but they often seem <laughs> very much to be in a similar <laughs> and that bad. is these the group of people with daddy issues because i'm wondering whether the one-eyed wonder <laughs> and its followers can be equated in some way shape or form to a lot of our good christian friends that we see i see a lot of uh dedication there and also i see a lot of parental neglect upon occasion as well I'm wondering, can you draw parallels between devotees of different faces, of different deities and such, and whether I'm the only one that sees this? So I wonder what you two think. Me personally, uh, when, when dealing with any subject like this, I like to read the subject matter available by the victors mm. that have been provided for us to have at least some sort of context because I already have a name, you, you know, so I kind of want to see not just what they think of, but what is they think of and what are they doing and yeah. what are their books, what are they, you know, these type of things to, and just to have a mindset of where these people are coming from. I see a lot of similarities in old Christian, old Abrahamic uh, workings uh, in not only the stories and tales that we get from Odin, uh, but his personality and flavor that is apparent inside of those tales. Uh, and we see it a lot in in their practices too. That, you know, their practitioners that they have down in here. You know, old Abrahamic or blood gods. Uh, they do a lot of blood sacrifice. It's a big thing. We even had uh, who was it? Who come to my mind? I've been so far out of the Bible. Was it not Abraham that put his son on the stone, tested mm -hmm. by God? Uh, 
uh, you know, in these type of things, this is a very Abrahamic, forceful, demand submittal approach. If we take the names out of it and we just kind of read the context of the stories, we can see that we have a figure that demands you submit every facet of yourself, uh, you know, in these type of things. So I do see a lot of similarities, you know, and flavors that, that are there. I didn't, I'm not here to shit talk Odin. I'm going to, because I'm just going to talk truth about him, and that's just how things are going to pan, but I, I, want, I want that to be known, that I'm not here to attack uh, the Norse culture. I'm not here to attack the millions of people that are followers of him. They will find their own truths as these trees begin to stand up, uh, the holders of those runes, you know, so I think that these topics are all very hand-in-hand hand with the one that they call Odin, uh, and also the Bible, and also the book of Revelations, and also the prophecy of Velespa. Have you heard enough yet, All Father? Uh, they are very similar. Uh, you know, they're very similar in nature. It's just one group of people gave you names and deities and entities that they're going to take the faces of, and the others said, a whole bunch of demons are coming. Whole so we're talking about a copyright violation. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, no, no, because, you know, with modern copyright laws, we only have to be 10% of variance from the original story to fall within legal scope. So, no, he's within all legal rights. I believe so. All legal rights. Okay. Plagiarism. Is that what we're going for? Well, no, I think, I think what for? it really boils down to is, is, is in the terms of puppeteering, uh, you know, when we see that we may not need to look down here at the, at the, 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 the fun stuff, you know, in the faces and the stories and the names, but if we were to see this hand, we would most likely see, and we can, let's not piss them all the way off and say they're the same person, but let's talk about flavors. Let's talk about energy streams. Let's talk about working with planetary energies like everybody's supposed to have been doing by now. That's a fucking freebie. Uh, and noticing that it comes with a flavor of characteristics. And, you know, when we can start to see these, we can see that some of these hands, they taste like chicken. No matter which way I approach it or, uh, or nibble at it or see all of those individual lines, if you break through and break down those energy streams and reach back to its source, it all goes back to this same flavor of what I call the APN. They was present clearly between the writings of all of us. Controversial topics, I know. Carry on. Give me the next no, one. No, it's great. It's, it's, it's kind of why we want to talk about it in a lot of ways. One, it's nice because... <laughs> right, I'm going to say something really, really bad now. Um, these were all lesser deities when I was here last. Um, they were minor gods at the best. They grow up um, so quick, Chris. And they grow up so quick. Um, it depends what you're feeding them, eh? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it all comes down to you are what you eat. So if you eat crap potential, then obviously you're going to have to deal with the fact that actually that energy might fill you up, but isn't actually, you know, nutritional um, and has actual value. So, you know, my big issue has always been the fact that it's the same with the um, the kind of G most of the Abrahamic lot. My minus minus the Jews. I love the Jews. But that's just because uh, Judaism just has it has such a good foundation in the magics and they so like they libraries they've got libraries and you know i love a library but you just they have a true foundation in what they're actually preaching about and they understand 
what the contract is that they signed um you know which is why you don't have in my experience as many jews that fall off the wagon um do you know we don't tend to get those uh we get plenty we get plenty from followers of islam we get plenty of you know ridiculous amount of the ones from christianity um who who come and make their way over to witchcraft later on in life um it's not so much that you kind of get that conversion rate with with judaism and that's mainly because the magic's still in their practice um so you know when we try and separate these abrahamics out i kind of you've got the two younger ones um that aren't fulfilled by it so that's at a point where you know daddy has well and truly abandoned them by this point um whereas you know the the, the jews seem to still have their daddy um so you know but that is a very different entity to the one we're talking about now. Uh, and at no point are me and Liam going to suggest that they are the same thing. Um, with <laughs> the, biggest, uh, the biggest difference with them is less of a one entity. And with, with the One-Eyed Wonder and the Norse gods, um, they were very good at multiplying. So they'd multiply and specify, you know, and specialise multiply and specialize um that's what that's what the norse pantheon was so good at doing which is why i struggle with the modern lot um you know the the runesters and the pagans and the heathens and the asa true lot and i struggle with all of them mainly on the basis that they still approach it from this very abrahamic method so they're all worshiping um they've all got this kind of idea of there being a one version for all of them like do you know what i mean and they talk about it like it's a pantheon and you're like and it's the same with the celtic lot they're just as bad they all talk about it like there is a there is a one true version of the morrigan uh or there's a one true version um of i don't know some name me somebody else but you know that there's one true version and this isn't the case in any way shape or form it was divide and conquer is how these two two systems are designed to work. There are more Jesuses than I can possibly imagine, um, and I I get they get as 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 complicated, um, you know, as that starts to come in. They get more and more diverse and complica complicated as they've split off and splintered. But this is the 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 reason that we've never particularly been worried about the Norse problem in the end. Um, is because these things all think they're the only one. So, you know, they're not very good at working as a unit. If all the thousands of one-eyed wonders that there are all decided to work together, we would have a real problem. Um, well, Henry wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> locally. <laughs> locally. <laughs> but they would all have to agree with one another, which is mm. one thing they're really not good at. It would be like a mental asylum where they all think they're Jesus. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and they all go on who's, who's leader Jesus. Yeah. Like Daleks from Doctor Who. They'd need like a supreme yeah. or something in charge. You got to yeah. check the sandals for identification. Queen, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. I don't know where you wanted to go with that. But my. My issue is more, uh, my issue with it is often authenticity is what I struggle with. I struggle with the 
um, the recreationalists trying to recreate something they have no idea about um, and they want to do it in the most bizarre ways, uh, which is they want to use archaeological evidence and they want to focus on what's left in the strict the scriptures. And you just kind of like, well, the scriptures you are dealing with are, are Anglo-Saxon at best, which means they're already Christian versions yeah. of the Same original with our archaeology story. problems. It, it, it's just another so, group of people desperately trying to find the same answers that we're found. It's much older than that. And then that's where the problem comes in. Age here now comes into play. What of the yeah. children that get swept up in all of this, though? Because if you think about Punch and Judy, you know the Punch and Judy shell on a beach where they got the little man in a box with the puppets and all the kids give the money and watch the show? Actually, you talk about strings on puppets, this is just a fat guy in a box on a beach. <laughs> but the yeah. children... Yeah! Let... <laughs> yeah! At some point, someone's got to say that. This is just a fat guy on the beach with a fucking box, man. I'm going to make my own box. Fuck it. You know, and you start making your own puppets. You, you know, and that's where, the, you know, I think for the, the lost children of the Aesir, most of it's collateral damage. Most of it's not going to be a big issue. Odin has a collection of his own that he's interested in that he brings forth. Now, he'll work like anybody else was. Put yourself in his shoes. If all of a sudden some stranger just showed up sucking your cock, oh, hell me. I I'm probably the, oh, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of do some work through there, but that relationship's going to be completely different than if Odin saw you because of your actions and he saw you on the field of his puppeteering play set here and you caught his attention. You know, and then we go into, do I hate you or do I want to work with you? Typically, his approach is he's a recruiter. That's the Norse problem. He's a recruiter. Coming from a military background, I can smell a recruiter from a mile away. I don't care about what's here. That motherfucker wanted me to sign a contract and a hard one to get out of. You know, so uh, with Odin having his own halls, and 90% of the people that he is working with most likely do not have a place in his halls. They're, they're just in crucial key spots that'll be perfect, you know, to be able to be activated during certain times to be seated to work this bigger plan out. That's that random stranger you met at Walmart. It wasn't a random stranger. That's our person was already solved and you needed to say something that sparked that event that caused a fate and you can move on with your business. That's how the gods work. They work from more of a linear perspective, in my opinion. Uh, you know, that's how they, they view the board when they work. Most of their children are still mundanes. They're stuck at the face value of things like ruins, you know, and the fact of the access point there to the ruins of what we would call a closed practice. Uh, is what we would call because access needs to be granted from them. We'll go into a different podcast on that. I think it's irrelevant, all their children. That, that they're worshiping and that they're coming out by the mass millions and I'm seeing this new pagan thing kind of craze come out where everybody's wearing everything and not really understanding animism and not really understanding the base root working of where even the Norse pantheon preaches and teaches about in their work. Um, most of them are going to die several times and get caught up in this cycle of unawareness. They're mundane. So really, how much do we care about them? Uh, you know, really kind of boils down uh, to that, I believe. It depends on how much of a sociopath you are, because I do liken a lot of these people to um, 
domestic yeah, do you have violence. access to, do you have an access to a gun and a school full of kids that don't like you that's crazy hmm uh yeah you know there there are these type of implications that nobody feels comfortable speaking on uh which i have a set of runes that is screaming at me from a corner of my left hand side right here that these are the topics uh that really need to be discussed in the norse problem i we feel i'm saying we yeah we we feel it, it's it's a problem because of the seats mm. I can destroy a good spot with a good seat, me personally, and that's just doing basic witch work. Uh, now you get a deity level spirit that has somebody that has influence, that somebody that is already in money or already around certain things. That is the best person to be doing work with and one that is out amongst the people where my magics can work. Can't do much with him when he sits on his couch and lives in his trailer down by the river uh you know what i mean but if i have somebody who has passion and has open psychic highways no protections no developments i'm gonna sit all up inside of there and i'm human i'm not a deity uh they're doing 10 times that type of level and it's not just odin but he's the topic of conversation here especially with america facing a war front mm. and i have a war god that is taking seats uh, you know, the questions go into, can we follow those puppet hands up and see who they're really fighting here? Uh, is this still attached to that fucking wolf that's going to get him that he's all ate up about? Or is this something different? Is this somebody else's game that he is a part of, that he's playing his hand and his part in? And we need workers out here. We can only do so much. These spirits can only do so much. Uh, but with seats, they can do a lot. Mm. Priests. Hi, priestess. No, you ain't. I sat on you. <laughs> it was an empty seat. Nobody was home. It was just like a Sunday at 1030 during worship. I was the biggest thing there. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, but why does someone think of the children? I'll fuck the children. Well, please don't. That's don't like the children, Chris. Don't, don't, don't tell them. Now, I will the say, you know, I will say when somebody says, what about the children? I have more than one set of runes that care about the children. These children are fates. They are the future. They are the gifts. They come pre-programmed uh, like us naturals that are out here. Most of these kids that are being born right now are like on crack, man. They're wide open. And, and you know, with that nurtured correctly uh, can do great things or it can destroy great things. So those things need to be protected until they're able to protect themselves. I get a lot of kids that's been sent to me, a lot of parents that have been coming through that their kids are having, you know, being visited by not deities, but shithead spirits. Mm. Uh, you know, negative entities that are praying and that are feeding and that are sitting in those kids and causing mass depression, causing lack of sleep and bad. I mean, it's a it's a slippery slope. But if one can look back and see that actually this isn't a funny topic, this is a serious motherfucking problem. It's a pandemic. And there uh, I'm so grateful that the gods have stepped in finally. And it's not just me. There's others in the Patreon, too, that they work with and through. Uh, you know, I know that at least two of them. Uh, we are spreading that awareness. Y'all, we are spreading. It reminds me a lot of Saturn's first hour. We can't talk about that here. The first episode that What's you that? did. I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking about. about. I, don't, talking I don't remember. About? I don't even know where that came from. I think I pulled it from somewhere I shouldn't have. I'm putting it back. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> that must be some secret thing that the Patreons must talk about. I, some, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I think it's got yeah, a lot of rules for Fight Club, you know? You're not supposed to talk about it. First rule of Fight Club. Mm. Don't talk about Fight Club. 
Like when um, a funny uncle touches you on the knee when you're a child, you're not supposed to talk about it. I've likened that a lot. Definitely to don't tell the of... priest. He'll think you're available. <laughs> and you know, when it talks about, uh, I just had something just came to me over here. Uh, when it talks about kid and we talk about, you know, the problem being in there, uh, if the kid is a mundane or the target, we'll, we'll call them targets. I know we're, we're dropping moralities here, but the spirits I work with ain't got no fucking morals. Uh, there's human morals and then there's this other level of ethics that goes on and you, you know, who am I held accountable by? It's up here. So, you know, we at least have to think like them. If I grabbed a mundane that had no access, no abilities, no natural flow of a rhythm or anything, that mundane can throw a temper tantrum and it's not the end of the world. Now, if I was to grab somebody with like my makeup, pretty heavy mercurial spirit, uh, pretty heavy in the Mars. You know, if I see that out there and then I turn him into an anger rage, all of a sudden I have a riot. It's contagious. I don't know. I'm a fighter. I grew up as a fighter. I come from prior military. My father was military. It is contagious on a battlefield. Uh, whether you're fighting with guns or whether you're fighting with fists or whether you're fighting with knives, there's, there is an energy that is present. Um, and when we can place that energy and just spark just a piece of it, nature will take its course. And we will start to see now movements and we can start to see expansions and awful travesties. And then when we start to see from a psychic level, from a witch's perspective, if you were to watch these atrocities go down where the rabbit hole gets really deep is who else is showing up. During that time frame, right? During that moment, who else comes in from afar and what is going on there? Go sit in a Catholic church and watch how that energy moves around. Thank you for that tip, Chris. That's some scary shit. When you start to see the work, right? Yeah, you know, when we start to see the work, that's where we should be working with all gods is how does it work? It's funny you mentioned that, actually. Someone, um, I mentioned that to somebody else recently um, where they were only used to being in particular particular types of churches um kind of you know a baptist or whatever and it was it was and the kind of lower level stuff and i was kind of like okay have you ever been in and seen a catholic you know seen a catholic procession you know a catholic church. procession or high church and you've gone and actually seen and then at that point you'll start to see where the magic actually is occurring mm. um, and why those places have a different feel completely from their congregation um you know, really and I will very... also warn that if if you're trying to manipulate said worship, that's being pumped out free, and there is something that's going to be there to receive it, you're going to find out pretty fast. Yeah, it's a way to make enemies. I know that's what I used to do as a child. <laughs> 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 so, but no, I I used to I used to love. I love going to kind of high church um, because it was it was the only time I felt that I was watching magic um, outside of outside of life. Um, my but I mean, life. how divorced must you be to go and look at that that is literally in your face and still not see it? Yeah, I think you have yeah. to be pretty there. There is a, a line that you must cross. You must mm. leave your garden of Eden. Hmm? You must leave the garden. Uh, you must leave your that unawareness to be able to become aware and that's scary uh you know it is uh and that's where it turns most of us off it scared me from practice for five years five years i hid uh, like it did not exist until i just couldn't hide anymore you, you know until and then you start to realize the vastness and you know the chess games 
that are really being involved. You know, when you start doing real, real witching and real psychic work, like getting out there and like I've mentioned before, I got clients all over the world that just randomly kind of get pulled to me and stuff. And we start to see a common flavor, uh, you know, out, out there amongst the people. My mind just went blank. The thing is, what what keeps interesting me and, and I think is something we actually haven't talked about um, is the fact that actually we'd, you know, the New Ages keep talking about this kind of age of Aquarius. Um, and obviously this is the phase that we're moving in. We're moving out of, of, of the age of Pisces, which was very much the age of the sword. Um, it was designed very specifically to be the age of the fish. Um, and we know that fish is Jesus Christ. Um, you know, it was very much that was what the last two and a half thousand years have been about. Um, and then you're now starting to move into this next thing. And because it's the water carrier, um, people start to think, oh, that's going to be like a great, you know, um, a big space of connection and all these things. And you're kind of like, yes, but what kind of connection? Because what starts to happen when people's minds start to open is the people that don't want your mind to be open get a bit pissed. Um, so the whole idea of this mm. being able to be open brings two big possibilities and those big possibilities that are that greater connectiveness greater being able to a, a better spiritual awareness but that also comes with the problems of the fact that actually that means more children born open uh which means more availability to be, be manipulated and a bigger opportunity to be seeded by things that aren't actually uh, i'm using that phrase because i'm trying to get away from I, I love things. that phrase. I but, think seated is perfect. But these are these are all like like you were saying uh, previously. These are all open seats um, that have an opportunity to make new allegiances. Um, and.